welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney Cast Members from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with Sam and Lauren, and they are here to talk all things Magic Kingdom. Hi, guys. Yay, hi, guys. Thank you for having me again. Of course. And obviously, we've got Sam back again as well. Thank you so much, Sam. Nice to be here again. Thank you very much for having me. We're pleasant to have you both. Like, you guys are honestly, like, we love everyone that comes on the show, but you two just literally crack. You both crack me up, like, personally. And you're both, like, so... When you think of Kino, when you think of people that know the parks, like, you guys are two of the most people that would be best for this episode. So we're buzzing to have you. And Yeah, definitely passionate about it. Definitely. And it's like, you've got... If you're going to be on the Magic Kingdom episode, like, you've got to fit the bill, you know? So... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, you can't... There's no dinny dining around Magic Kingdom. Tell you what, you you better be straight to them gates, ready for rope drop. No messing about here. Starbucks in your hand with a poncho on. If it rains, I'm still going to be there for the opening show. (laughs) I'm going to barge my arms out, smacking the baby out of the pram, (laughs) and I'm going to own my spot. No, you can't park your stroller right in front of me. Thank you, madam. (laughs) That is the intro we was waiting for people. (laughs) Sophie's like, I'm the one that shows up at 3pm for the Festival of Fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Just Starbucks in hand, though. You got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie's the one that goes, hi, yeah, sorry, is this space taken for the fireworks show? (laughs) You push through and you're like, sorry, I'm just looking for my friend. My friend's up there. (laughs) I think my friend's right here, right here in front of your view. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, literally. Just got called out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so before we get started, guys, um, obviously, Lauren, you've both been on the show before. Um, Lauren, you have um, been on a group episode before, but just in case anyone hasn't listened to your episodes, which you haven't, go and check them out right now. Well, not right now, after this episode. Um, but um, yeah, just introduce yourselves for us, guys, for our listeners. So we'll start with Lauren. Yeah, so hi everyone. Thank you for coming to listen to our podcast episode. My name is Lauren, also known as Lauren's Floating Lights. You can find me on Instagram and my blog is also Lauren's Floating Lights, but I'm very travel, Disney and positivity. So that is me as a whole. And Sam. Well, what's up, guys? Uh, it's me, Sam. Your boy is back. Uh, Smash not really your boy, but here we are. Um, <laughs> hi. Uh, you can find me on at Coaster Sam blog on Instagram. I post uh, news articles about the industry and lots of Disney stuff. I also run my very own theme park trivia game show, which you can check out on our IGTV, where you can take part and test your theme park knowledge. Uh, it's filmed by enthusiasts, starring enthusiasts, all filmed inside various theme parks around the UK, but hopefully, eventually, around the world. Um, so yeah, check it out, at Coast of Sandbog on Insta. Um, my experience with Disney, um, ex-cast member, obviously, like all of us here. Um, yeah, Epcot, Cruise Line, and Disney Store. So that's where I kind of fit in the bill. Amazing. And yeah, we honestly, guys, we're so, so excited to have you on. And we're so excited to do this um, first group episode about the Disney parks, which is, I feel like the reason we put it off for so long is because it's such a daunting thing to do. And it I feel is. like like people are going to, people are going to listen to this. I want to see Magic Kingdom. People are going to judge our Disney opinion. Oh my God, so much. I apologize. <laughs> let's just prepare for it. Um, but you know what? Let's um, get straight in. Uh, let's get stuck in with a uh, Disney quick fire. It's funny because we say Disney quick fire, but it's with, with Kim. Yeah. It's never a quick fire. <laughs> so with you, you give a bit three. You go, I'm just going to, I can't oh. really hurt. Why, why did why are we co-hosts? Uh, uh, God do you knows. Go? 
<laughs> okay, we'll start with our quick fires. I'm going to come to each of you and a couple of questions. Okay, so I'm going to come to Lauren first. What is your favourite ride or attraction in the Magic Kingdom? That is a no-brainer for me. That is the Haunted Mansion. I just love it, love everything about it. Oh my God, it's just the best thing ever. So yeah, that's my favourite. Love that. Sam? Uh, easy space mountain straight out of the back i don't care how i'm gonna have to wait for it in fact if i even have to go up to the fast pass girl even though i don't have a fast pass to say can you just let me in i will because we all know that works let's be honest <laughs> you have one impact at magic kingdom you walk up and say hi yeah could you mind but if i just can i just i'm just gonna pretend to tap my magic band thank you <laughs> it works come on peace spill here we go bradley <laughs> um so I'm going to do classic Bradley here and give two answers because um, it's just what Told I do. You. Told um, you. But Space Mountain, I agree with you, Sam. Space Mountain is like my ultimate, like when I'm, I get super excited to go um, to Magic Kingdom for Space Mountain. Um, but I'm also a huge Country Bear Jamboree fan. Like just want to give a Country yeah, Bear like on, all the love. <laughs> yeah, up. it Hang is. Up. standing up. Standing ovation for Sam. Absolutely. Um, but no, honestly, I think it's such a fab attraction. I didn't even know it was there until my program as well. So it's a very new love for me, but I love okay. it so, so much. Um, I feel like everyone is going to judge my answer, but do you know what? It's the performer in me and I have to stick with it. It is Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Oh no, I, I love the Laugh Floor. I love it. I am that sneaky cast member, that not cast member because I don't work there, I'm that sneaky guest that will watch a show and then pretend to leave the theatre but just move along to the next bench and I'll sit and watch three or four shows in a row. I am just that, yeah I do it every single time. But what I love about it is the actors are so, they're so quick, they're so great, I just love how I've been picked, I've been on the screen a few times, I absolutely love it and it's been different interactions, you never have the same show twice there so. The, the best one I had just to point out was this point this woman was actually asleep during the show and they called her sleeping beauty and i've spun it absolutely hilarious um but yeah <laughs> but Monster, it's, I, I right it. that person you know when you walk into a theater i can imagine you're that person where you walk into to, to, to Mon Mon monsters inc live and you go all the way to the end of the row all the way to the end and you're like i'm just gonna sit here in the middle i'm sitting <laughs> here where the camera is because <laughs> i'm gonna get picked up on the screen <laughs> i know where the camera is thank you I thought safe I thought you were going to say Hall of Presidents so um what? At least you <laughs> <laughs> we're not the same wavelength tonight okay right favorite character to me at the Magic Kingdom I'm going to go to Sam first favorite character is quite plain and simple oh no it's not okay hang on Okay, I would have to say favorite princess, because I'm gonna break it down. Favorite princess is Tiana, hands down, without a, without a shadow of a doubt. I love Tiana with my whole heart. Favorite, that's probably my favorite face. Um, favorite uh, Disney friend that we know and love is Pluto. Okay, they're good meet and greets as well. I'm gonna go yeah. to Lauren next. So have you all got 10 hours to sit and listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> so um, my favorite character to me any in any Disney park, in any Disney area is going to be Blondie Rapunzel. She of is what a shock. I know, Laura's floating lights, don't know where that came from. But yeah, Rapunzel just makes me feel better no matter what kind of day I've had. And she is my motivation every day, as you can see from my shrine over there. But yeah, she is my favorite. What about our furry friends? Oh, Mickey, I gotta see the boss. He's my fave as well. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, Bradley? Uh, I was just going to say, Lauren, if you ever don't say Tangled on a podcast, your subscriptions follow- and followers are going to go down by like yeah. a thousand. So just, just I, mean, letting, I, think you know. I, I think I disown myself, to be honest. <laughs> literally um but i think uh tiana again with sam tiana is like definitely my best princess interaction i've had on property um sorry lauren <laughs> um but um i do i love tiana i love princess and the frog but um i'm gonna go a bit rogue here and i know it, you can only meet him at um, not so scary i'm pretty sure it's the only time you can meet him but i loved my interaction with lotso i thought he was a great um character yes, he's so, so um defo lotso was my favorite for um sorry favorite friend i've had at the magic kingdom um, oh i oh sorry so just that quick um i know i said mickey but also judy hops and nick wild are two oh, of my yes. yeah they're amazing love them um i think i'm definitely gonna go with tiana as well i always had the best interactions with her I just love her um or if I could say Halloween party, Moana, obviously the my old my girl. But if I was doing fur friend, I would pick, which is weird because I'm not like a massive. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm not a massive Winnie the Pooh fan, right? But I won that bag from a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I won it from Barry Nico. But <laughs> that's so bad i'm so grateful for the I don't, I don't mind taking a pre-owned um no. Barry Nico bag for my birthday i love the bag <laughs> oh my god i'm cutting that out but anyway so i would pick tigger and winnie the pooh because i think them such a fun wholesome meet and greet and i love the thoughtful spot area but okay yeah. moving on favorite dining location in the magic kingdom i'm gonna go to bradley first this time without a doubt one of my favorite dining locations at the magic King, at, at, on disney property not just magic kingdom liberty tree tavern oh. absolutely love liberty tree tavern i just think it was um do you know what? i'm not even a massive roast dinner fan in honesty um but i just i i, I know right like i like it but it's not like an every sunday thing for me like it's just i'm not about yeah um but being like at disney for a year um like being away from home you can't get a roast dinner anywhere really like it's just not a thing um apart from the rose and ground at christmas and you're probably working so um i was <laughs> i just think it was like the i think it was great value for money for the amount of food you can eat it was really good quality service was pretty good every time i went and i just love the theming as well you're in liberty square so definitely liberty treat having for me sam i Love a burger. Always have been a burger boy. Always will be a burger boy. So, um, for me, uh, people are going to literally hate me for this. Uh, Ray's Starlight Cafe. I thought you were going to say that. What? That's a great one. I'm fine with the with the quick service stuff. I love all that. I love. You know what I mean. I love. I love. Love a bit of quick. Love a bit of quick service. You know, it's cheaper. Cheaper up. Cosmic rays of like all the all the. I guess you like the burgers. Yeah. But also, like, let's like, honestly, that is quite a nice view, right? You can sit there, you can watch Autotopia speeding around or the speedway, you know, it's mm. super nice. And it's just, I don't know, it's, for me, when I'm in a theme park, if I'm like, okay, if I'm going for like a date night, fine, then I'll sit down. If I'm like going for a full 13, 14 hour day, then of course I'll take that time to enjoy the AC. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, just give me a burger, let me smash it down and then get back on Space Mountain because we all know that line is going to go up. That's so true. So true. What's the guy that. called? And it's, is it Sunny Eclipse? Yeah, Sunny Eclipse. <laughs> Iconic. Classic. <laughs> we love to play the keyboard rising from the floor and who is a dinosaur. So and you get a burger at the same time, really. It's a dream. It's, it's a full show. 
you yeah. get a burger in, in, in what what is it like the fastest quick service restaurant in the world? From yeah, ninety or whatever. But I mean, even- <laughs> it's basically hoop to do, guys. You know, like it's basically <laughs> hoop to do. <laughs> right, let's stop there. Okay. I love the hoop to do. Let's not get started. Any excuse to put hoop to do into the conversation? Oh. <laughs> yeah, always, always. I love it. But anyway, Lauren, what would you pick? Okay, so I also agree with Sam on the quick service. Come on, Lauren. If I'm in Magic Kingdom, I'm there to go hard or go home. Do you know what I mean? So I would happily go to any churro stand, <laughs> get a churro, or Disney Nuggets, like Disney Nuggets. Oh, I love, love Nuggets. And, um, Paco Bills as well um, for like the Mexican. But yeah, that, I'm I'm more of a quick service girl in Magic Kingdom. Uh, Lauren, I'm so glad we're on the same page. Honestly, if, if we ever end up, which I hope we do someday, go to Magic Kingdom, my gosh, we're going to be there with all the nugs, all the yeah. chillos, all the egg egg roll carts. I mean, and then you've got me and Bradley spending all our money being bougie <laughs> yeah. bitches. I'll, I'll meet you guys after I've had my three course meal. <laughs> okay. I would pick Jungle Skipper Canteen. Oh, I love it. Had great service every single time. The taste like chicken because it is chicken is just my favourite thing to have. So So I've actually been to Magic Kingdom and been there by myself. I don't care. I just love it so much. So So yeah. Yeah. So you have to take yourself out for dinner sometimes. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. So So definitely there. There we go. Um, we uh, to get into some uh, discussion points for, about the Magic Kingdom. Obviously, the most recent um, news about the Magic Kingdom is Splash Mountain's overhaul. Um, I've not really seen mixed opinions on this um, because I think it's it's a long time coming that Splash Mountain did uh, have an overhaul. Um, I think, from my perspective, just to start off this discussion, like I think that it definitely definitely needed it um i mean song of the south is is not acceptable as part of um the disney uh, catalog anymore i don't think especially um in a state like florida where it is um i know that the movie doesn't target the hispanic community but it is um we're, we're supposed to be preaching diversity especially in the disney parks and it's it was almost a shame to me that it took this long um to get to that point but ha- however i think if we didn't have something like black lives matter come along we might not have got the overhaul that is Princess and the Frog. Um, so I'm just interested to hear what you guys think about the overhaul. Um, so let's start with um, Sam. Yeah, uh, I can only echo what you said there. I think it's absolutely the right decision for Disney to, to switch this up. I think it was strange because with Sonya the South, they almost tried to remove it entirely um, and pretend like it never existed. You know, they... they um, stopped selling it and, and, you know, took it off all the streaming services and pretending like it was never out there, but everyone knew it was there. Um, and in a strange way, Splash Mountain was the like last representation of, of at least Sony of the South and, and the characters there. Yeah, I can understand people's viewpoints of the nostalgia factor going away because that ride has been around for such a long time and the characters of that ride. But does that take away the fact that, uh, of, does that change how it, how it sits in today's society um absolutely not it, it should be it, it should be moved on it should be refreshed um again to use the same old quote that everyone quotes what disney always said that disney world wasn't a museum and yeah. i think if anything's to show then this then this is really to to answer to that do you think that um it fits princess and the frog fits frontierland though i know that um it like 
frontier line may also evolve with um princess and the frog but sitting so close to big thunder mountain um everything else that comes in frontier land and you guys both just said that like as in sam and lauren you both said that frontier land was your favorite land in the park is it going to take away from the theming of what is such a great land lauren oh okay so um i think it fits in well i've been to disneyland california and i know they have the new orleans square area um, and obviously Princess and the Frog would fit ideally into that. However, we don't have that luxury in, in Disney World as in it's Frontierland. So I think it'll be absolutely fine. I think of the Bayou, I think of, uh, you know, Lewis and the Swamp and all of that. And I think it fits in well, but I'm very much an advocate uh, for Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ plus and just like everyone feeling accepted. So I think I'm, I feel very proud that Disney are making this decision to change it to the princess and the frog and for Tiana to get, for Tiana and Naveen and the rest of the characters to get the justice that they deserve. But I do understand the nostalgia factor. People have been going to the Disney parks for years and hearing um, the music, you know, zippity doo dah, it makes you feel so happy. And I think, we will miss the music side of it, but also like the history of the film is way in the past. Like we yeah. need to move on from that. So I think it's definitely the right decision if it's in Frontierland or not. And I think like a huge part of um, the Disney parks moving on is like, I, I enjoy the fact that I can go to the parks now as an adult and think, okay, there are things that have changed, but like, remember when things were like this, remember things were like that. It gives you that, um, it, I don't know, it gives you that sense of, that, that same sense of like when you think, oh, when I was back at school, now it's getting to the point where it's like, oh, when I used to go to Disney, yeah. but look at what it is now and seeing the evolution of how it's like echoing what time is doing to society, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is as well, like Walt said himself, it's all about innovation. So we can't get upset, obviously for people who are like Splash Mountain is my favorite ride ever and I never want it to change. It is devastating but it's all about innovation if the disney parks stay the same forever it's not going to be what walt wanted and it it is just the way it is and we've got to move on yeah and it, we can't they, you can't allow parks to get stale can you i mean imagine if they never replace any attraction ever and the, the experience was exactly the same like stuck mm -hmm. in a time warp people would eventually get bored right yeah and uh, you know and you've got to keep things relevant and current with what's happening and also i am um, so shocked i know you touched on this lauren so i'm definitely agreeing with you here is that how has it taken this long for tiana and princess and the frog to get their own representation in the park it is if you think that movie has now been out for what 12 years 13 yeah. years and it's so good and so yeah. iconic it fits perfectly in splash mountain you can literally see the different scenes and different yeah. areas go down do you know what i mean but how has it really taken this long for for disney to, to to make that choice i've got a lot of opinions on princess and the frog and tiana um and i just don't feel i don't know i love the film but the fact that she's a frog in the film longer than she is a human is one problem i have with the film i don't care i'll say that i think it's wrong uh, the first princess that is black why is she not being shown as a black princess for most of the film? I don't get it. And the fact, like you say, it's taken so long for them to make an attraction. I'd be, yeah, she can meet her in Fairy Tale Hall, but that's it. That's all she's got. I know Rapunzel just had like toilets, but she's got toilets. She's got more than Tiana's got at this point. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's a whole conversation for another, probably another episode, but 
I just feel like it's I think it's going to be so fundamental like you touched on Black Lives Matter earlier like the fact that there's going to be a ride that little girls can look up and see Tiana little girls uh, little girls from African-American descent can look up and see that princess is me I, she's she looks like me and this is the ride you know I'm going to go on her ride like it's going to be such a turning point. I know the company, we spoke to a lot of performers of this podcast and the company's changing, Disney's changing, casting's changing. People that never thought they'd be casting roles are now starting to get cast in different roles. There's so much diversity coming out. You've got Elena, you've got Tiana, you've got Moana. Obviously before we just kind of had Jasmine, Pocahontas and Mulan. Now we're seeing so much more diversity coming out. Look at Coco. That was such a turning point. So I feel like bringing in attractions with these movies that are current and showing diversity is going to do so much for the parks Coco must be next so do we do we think that when it comes to um revamps in the park um obviously we're all in agreement that Tiana deserves her spot in Frontierland Splash Mountain um I and and what an iconic attraction for it to happen to it's not like like don't wrong not dissing rides like the people mover but if you imagine they were like Tiana's taking over the people mover everyone be like what (laughs) you couldn't (laughs) give a splash like what are you talking about um but when it comes to other revamps in the park even things like the people mover with a park like Epcot that is um taking the pavilions and putting rides in the pavilions at Ratatouille, Frozen, Mary Poppins was supposed to come to the UK. Um, do we think that the Magic Kingdom could be making more effort to um, bringing like the, the movies to life with the attractions they've got? Or do you think it's a pretty um, level playing field right now, especially with something like Princess and the Frog taking over a huge attraction? Obviously we have, to, for example, we've got things like um, Star the Star Wars overhaul over at Disneyland California with, um, with uh, Space Mountain. Do we think that certain rides need a revamp or like a reimagining with regards to adding films and TV shows to the um, the rides we already love? Before we talk about the rides, I want to like make an, an example of parades as well. You can touch on that with the parades. Look at Magic Happens at Disneyland California. Look at that. Like you've got Coco, you've got Moana, you've got all like the new Frozen, you, you've got Frozen 2 in it. It's so current. Why isn't our park like our home park at Disney World doing that because Basel Fantasy is iconic yes it's stunning it's amazing I, I love it I watch it all the time but I watch Magic Happens on YouTube and I'm like wow there's Coco wow there's Frozen 2 it's so current and so fresh if Disneyland can do it I don't know why we're not incorporating that into Disney World obviously that there's more to talk about with the rides but I thought the parades is a big like so Fantasmic look at Fantasmic when is that like been revamped why is there not new yeah. I want such fantastic. I mean, oh, with the characters, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I was like, oh my god, no, not fantastic. Why is Snow White on that bloody boat? Like- so it's Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Get back to the magic. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Is that I think uh, what Disney tends to do is they test out new things and new ideas in in national parks, and then they bring it to Walt Disney World. I think Walt Disney World is much more of a gamble for starting and trying new ideas out because 
they've got such a wide international audience. All the tourists go there. You know, all the eyes are really on Magic Kingdom as the yeah. as the number one destination, right? Yeah. Look at Disneyland. It's full of locals and full of much more of a local crowd that go there every single day. That's why when you look at the changes that happen, much more changes happen at Disneyland than they do at Disney World because you get all the international tourists at Disney World. Disneyland, you got the locals, right? So that's why they need constant refreshing and passing going on. The international parks, they've got more of a scope to test out different things and to bring new ideas and look at Ant-Man versus uh, the Ant-Man shooter ride. I can't remember what the, what the title of the attraction was called in Hong Kong. I know what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they've got, they started with the Marvel attractions there and then they've got the Marvel campus out in Paris and coming to yeah. Disneyland as well. But I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the danger with Disney World is that because you've got such a melting pot and all the eyes are on there and the pressure is being the number one theme park there, uh, they're much more hesitant to make any changes because the ripple effect will be much grander um, because they've got to cope with audiences from all around the world as opposed to local audiences or um, more national audiences, if that makes sense. Um, but I think in terms of making changes, Magic Kingdom as a park is quite difficult to do that because um, it's got a lot of original stories uh, that come with it, right? You look at the the lands that we've got, they're all based around original narratives, Jungle Cruise, look at that. They're not that, you know, and pirates, you know, classic attractions like that are all their original stories. Now, the danger is, do you swap out those kind of rides for IPs that are already there and brands that we know and love from the Disney universe? And so everything becomes an IP-based attraction or now what Disney, I guess, have started to do is to take their old classic um, stories and turn them into IPs to make that. But where do you strike the balance between finding an original ride with an original story and keeping that Disney parks nostalgia and storytelling and then also bringing the movies and the IPs that, that mm -hmm. you know, Gen, Gen Z would know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a real balancing act. And I think because you have got such international all eyes are focused on MK, yeah. they're a lot less, they're a lot, more, sorry, they're a lot more hesitant to make such sudden changes because I say one tiny change as we've seen can cause, look what happened with the announcement of like, uh, even just the updating of like keys to the world cards and the speculation around Magic mm. Bands. God, I mean, it's, it blew up, you know what I mean? So, um, so I think they're just a lot more hesitant to make things because um, everything has a bit more of a bigger ripple effect. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Sam because I feel like obviously, we've all been cast members, but we don't know what goes on higher up. But I feel as if when it comes to Magic Kingdom and to Disney World as a whole, it must take like a much longer process and much more people to be involved when it comes to making changes. Um, and like Sam said as well, there's more of a ripple effect. Like as soon as something is announced to do with Magic Kingdom or to do with Disney World, like before we were talking about the, Mag the Magical Express system, um, it's, it just causes like absolute controversy when whenever it's to do with Disney World. Um, but I definitely agree with Sam as well with the test things out in other Disney parks before bringing it to Florida because Florida is the main Disney park. Obviously, Disneyland is the original and I love it so much. But Disney World is 40 square miles of magic and people know it for that. Um, I think when it comes to the rides as well and revamping them, Magic Kingdom, I feel like, is restricted for space. Obviously, if they didn't have to revamp um, the space needed for the ride and they just use the original attraction as it is, um, that wouldn't be an issue. But, for example, like Haunted Mansion is um, 
Like there's a lot of hidden magic behind that. There's a lot of secret space that you never see because it's behind this facade, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's a really odd one. Like I feel like Ma Magic Kingdom is slowly becoming more and more um, modern and like with the times, but it, it is a slow burner. Um, but I really feel like this Splash Mountain renovation to be the Princess and the Frog is like a massive step in the right direction. Um, but I'm just, Bradley, I was thinking about you when you found out that um, Vamos had gone and it changed yeah. it. Like you were devastated. <laughs> but it's so I'm much better curious. now I think honestly that was a big change and yeah again nostalgic feel when you walk look at your face you're like no but like when you walk into the park you heard Bamos but now it's like move it shake it mouse cadence it and the songs are so like feel good they're so happy so eventually like the people that are going now that'll be the songs that they remember so it's like a it's exactly. a circle and do you know what I think like if you look at a park like Epcot, which um, is actually all of our home park, am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. All right. yeah. Like it's um, it's almost. Don't be wrong. I love that they're bringing Ratatouille. I love Frozen Ever After. Cannot wait for Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm buzzing if they bring Mary Poppins to the Pavilion. But it's falling into a trap, and that is IP Central. Like it is just it. It could end up becoming a very risky decision if disney continues to bring a, an attraction to every pavilion or like because because at the end of the day we know from speaking to norwegian um customers all of us that people refer to it as the frozen pavilion that's not what it is like it's a norway pavilion um and that's a prime example like when people think of future world you don't think of guardians of the galaxy you think about this original concept of looking to what technology will be in the years to come and obviously we have this um new play pavilion coming and things like that but if we don't balance that if disney don't balance that it could end up becoming just a, a, a theme park very similar to universal you know and there's a reason that yeah. they are very different parks no shade towards universal there but <laughs> we go to universal for one reason and we go to disney for another at least i do um and yeah i think just to wrap up that topic i think magic kingdom right now is a good balancing point i, I think uh, you guys would agree with me it's we're at a good point with magic kingdom yeah. right now yeah, but it's it's like sketchy territory like in 10 years time who knows where we'll be we'll see <laughs> But um, the final question of this little topic, uh, this little discussion here that I want to bring up is something that I was so, so excited for when they announced it at D23 a few years ago now, a couple of years ago maybe, um, was the 2000 seat auditorium uh, that was coming to the Magic Kingdom. Um, I think that was, firstly, when it comes to traffic in the Magic Kingdom, it can be a very crowded park. I mean, all of the land, when you think of a park again, like Epcot, there's so much space, it's so vast. Like even when it comes to just the feeling of, we've obviously got the lagoon, like the open space, Magic Kingdom is very enclosed in the way that you're constantly surrounded by something, there's, there, there's a limited space to move around. Um, and everywhere you look, something's going on. Um, that theatre, I think, would have helped the traffic move around the park so much more, um, but also would have hopefully brought another show similar to Finding Nemo, Festival of the Lion King, um, something that, even, even something completely different, like um, like some of the shows they've got over at Disneyland that aren't necessarily just based on one film. Um, I think it would, would have been a great idea, and I, I'm pretty sure they've scrapped that idea. I'm pretty sure that is a thing of the past. Um, so I just want to know uh, if Magic Kingdom was going to bring a show to um, the park, 
what would you like to see? Would you like to see something that is based on a movie, something completely original? Um, yeah, just tell me your thoughts. Let's start with Sophie. Definitely Moana. I don't like Moana or something like Hercules as well. That's that's a really great show. I just but Moana, there is no Moana attraction. I know like obviously Epcot, there was gonna I don't know if it's still a thing. Is it gonna be a thing? I don't think so. I think that got scrapped. Yeah, that got scrapped. So there is no Moana attraction. There is no full-time uh, Moana meet and greet. So to ha- the songs are so catchy. Everybody loves the music to Moana. It'd be amazing. That could be a Broadway standard show, like yeah. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Finding Nemo. And I think it would fit so well within the Magic Kingdom. And like you say, it's going to stop all this you know, congestion around the park. If you did shows every hour on the hour like they do there, I just think, I, I love Magic Kingdom, but I do think that is missing somewhere. The shows are all outside, apart from, you know, the animatronic-based shows and, like, things like Monsters Inc. Laugh, Lord, Country Jamboree, all magic. that kind of killer yeah. magic. Yeah, they're all kind of inside, yes, but there's no, like, Broadway performer shows apart from the parades, so I feel like it would give more parades, performers, and enterta- perform Disney Entertainment jobs yeah. and give us something else to watch, because... Not everybody that goes to Disney is big ride people. Some I mean, you're of them not, do. are you? You're not a massive ride person. So yeah, so. I would much rather. When I go, that's why Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite parts because I love the uh, entertainment, even the the shows in Harambe, like all the performers. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. having something like that would be ten out of ten for me. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's, it's interesting because Animal Kingdom almost became the entertainment hub of Disney World, didn't it? Yeah. And it almost is, you know. Um, secondly, I guess, followed with uh, with Hollywood Studios, if you had to, in terms of the amount of shows, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with you there, Sophie. I think there is a place for for more shows to come to Magic. Um, I think, yeah, Moana would be fantastic. You know, it's a it's a classic Disney narrative now that, that people will know and love. You know, she's featured, I guess, in there in the um in the fireworks happening ever after and stuff and people love love that scene or seen along so clearly there there, there is a place and a, and, a, and a market for her um and also i'm one little pet peeve that i have with disney entertainment and i'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this sophie is that um a lot of their shows sometimes go down the same sort of route so they do like it's basically a jukebox show so they do like you know uh mickey and the magical map or mm-hmm. things like that yeah or, yeah, yeah. Uh, mickey and the magician or um some of the shows for cruise line things like believe and wishes, wishes and yeah like they're all very much jukebox shows like how many uh sing-along show how many sing-along numbers can we cram into one loosely yeah. based like disney show with a overarching theme right mm-hmm. and i understand why they do that because it, it appeases to audiences who want to kind of sing on and clap and, and enjoy but actually if you look at the shows that have stood the test of time and have still inc- the most popular shows at disney world are the ones which are just solid based on one story one like look at festival of the lion king look at finding nemo in the beast yeah in the beast and uh journey the journey of uh or not journey the little mermaid just the little mermaid right that's it i knew it was something like that voyage journey whatever um, so I definitely think there's there's a place for a show like that, like Moana, where it's solely based on her and just a really solid, good 45, half an hour, minute production that is of yeah. a Broadway quality. I totally agree with you. I feel like you're immersed in those shows more than what you are yeah. of the jukebox shows that you would like describe it as. At least they're amazing. Like, you know, um, what's it called when you're on the Disney Dream? The, the Golden Mickeys. It's a great show from start to finish. You're like, wow, this is great. But you're not 
I don't feel as immersed in that as I would do when I'm sat watching Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. I think it's because we don't grow up with those stories. We don't grow up with the story about the about the the father who's a gardener who then no. like blah blah blah. Well, like it's really great knowledge. My goodness, you guys. Have done <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, but uh-huh. it's it's um like I That's want. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you want to see Aladdin because you grew up with Aladdin. You want to see Beauty and the Beast because you grew up with Beauty and the Beast. Like, you know, I, I mean, I you definitely wouldn't, in my opinion, fill out a two thousand seat um, theatre with Tangled. I'm joking, Lauren. I'm joking. Furious. Do you think so? Do you think something like Tangled would um, fit Lauren? Do you think that would be that would like something like Tangled has enough traction, or do you think like because it's a newer movie, it wouldn't? attract as many audience as much I mean it only came out in 2010 so I feel like people didn't grow up with it as much as the likes of like the Lion King and Cinderella things like that however I was gonna answer this question in a completely different way and um it might be impossible to fit this show into like a 20 minute performance but I feel like in the area by like the Hall of Presidents or wherever they decided to put this auditorium. I'd love for them to buy the rights to Hamilton and put Hamilton into it. And I know that sounds ridiculous because children will probably watch it and think, what on earth is going on? And no, the Muppets tell the story. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I, I'm seeing like memes about that and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I feel like Hamilton is very American and like would fit into the park well. Um, and obviously it's on Disney Plus, so they only own so many rights to it. And, you know, but um, I feel like that would be something completely new rather than going down the old route of nostalgia. Um, but it is like a controversial show as in not many people know what it is apart from hardcore musical fans. Um, but yeah, that's that's the route I was going with it. Do you know what though? I'd say scrap all the presidents, but Hamilton in there. That's that's ready to go. I do not need to see all the presidents. Like I get again, classic attraction. Like I get that that people love the animatronics. Stick them in the lobby. Like we don't need to see them moving anymore. Been there, done that. Like I'm all for something like Hamilton. And again, like things like Hamilton. Firstly, Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel. Manuel Miranda's middle name is basically Disney at this point anyway so I think yeah. if, if, if they wanted to do it I feel like they'd be fine to do it but um like I think, can I touch on that real quick yeah, yeah. I also think that I agree with you there Bradley actually I agree with everyone's points right I think with certainly with the home of presidents that they could yeah they could almost just have a bit of a walk through and stick the animatronics in a in more of a Uh, museum setting yeah yeah exactly because at the end of the day i think people that want to appreciate and 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 show their kids about the presidents and want to learn the american history side of things that's fantastic and that absolutely has a place absolutely yeah um but that can be it doesn't need a a math a huge theater for that and i feel like it doesn't it doesn't really have the audience maybe apart from around the fourth of july and, and uh, patriotical historical times in the calendar i can't imagine it it fills that amount of space every single show and also like i'm just going to point out that all but one president has been white 
And like, we've not had any gay presidents. We've not had any female presidents. So if we're trying to talk about representation here, like as much as it's about showing history, something like Hamilton has rewritten history. It's shown that we can still talk about the founding of this country. And that's what, that's what that attraction is about. How did this country come about? How has it been led? But it shows that we don't, like, we don't have to sit in the past. We can talk about things in a modern setting and talk about how people of color, people of different sexualities, women, can lead the way now and Hall of Presidents doesn't do that. I know this wasn't about Hall of Presidents, but I mean, Lauren, you've hit the nail on the head. I'm like, let's get Hamilton into Hall of Presidents. Like, let's do it. Like, but I love the fact that obviously we can all give our opinions about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like Hamilton is definitely very, even though it's about the past, like it's very relevant to now, especially how they're representing it on stage with like actors of different ethnicities and things like that. And obviously some of the scenes wouldn't be suitable for Magic Kingdom. Um, however, <laughs> I feel like if they manage to pick like, break it down and pick like easiest parts to go um, in the park, I feel like it could work really well because not only is it relevant, but it would also bring like a new audience to the park because yeah. if people knew that Disney would put an, a show on of Hamilton, like I'm sure Hamilton fans would be saying I need to go to, Ma to Magic Kingdom right now, like even if they're not into Disney that much, and then they can be converted into a Disney fan because obviously that's what happens when you go to the parks. And, and yeah. think about that, like you could, you, Disney, you know, they could absolutely, they could cut the show down, condense it to the, the uh, whatever, however they want to they, they, they do that. But then they can like sell um, evening packages, you know, like dining packages along with that, go and eat in the Liberty, Liberty Tree Tavern have a Hamilton themed menu, have your souvenir sippy cup, go in and see this show. You know what I mean? The Hamilton merchandise could go off the roof. Literally. It's a money maker. Guys, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm sitting here buzzing about this idea. <laughs> like, I mean, Come on, Disney, Imagineers, we are them. Hire us. Thank yeah. you. Get us there now. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's, um, as much as I'd love to keep talking about this, let's um, jump over to Would You Rather Safe. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, Would You Rather, we'll be quicker this time than we are in the quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, first one Space Mountain or Thunder Mountain? Lauren. Thunder Mountain, without a doubt. Space Mountain in Disneyland, California, but Thunder Mountain in Disney World. Okay. What? I'm like, what are you? Okay. We've all got our opinion. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna remove Lauren from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys been? Have you guys been? Sorry to digress. Have you been on Space Mountain in Disneyland, California? Yeah, Disney World is so much better. You think? Oh, I really enjoyed it in California. Oh. It's too rich in Disney World because I get headaches and stuff, and it's not for me. But I quite like it in Paris. Mm. Paris is awesome because it's Star Wars now, and like. I literally got off the ride and cried. Like my family are massive Star Wars fans and I didn't even go with them. But like thinking about how they'd love it, it made me emotional. But yeah, sorry, not a quick fire round. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sam? Uh, I'm going to disagree with Lauren wholeheartedly. Sorry, Lauren. Um, I absolutely love uh, MK's space, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and it is it's so good. It's fast. It's, it is rickety. You don't know when you're going to drop. And when you do it, it's a surprise. That's the magic of it, right? Disneyland's space was slow. It was too smooth. It was Agreed. just boring and bland, in my personal opinion. Um, and also, uh, I've got to say, in terms of uh, Big Thunder, of course, we all know Disneyland Paris is, is the best Big Thunder in the world, honestly. Um, yeah. 
it's so good and it, it's just that moment at the end of, of Disneyland Paris's one where you just go 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 and shoot out the back when you got the tunnel at the end that is a masterpiece I love it I, I think Tony Baxter said uh said it was third time a charm was his quote Ooh. um yeah. because they, that was the third third carnation of that attraction and well I don't know if it'll still be now but um anyway yeah there, so, you go. there we are Bradley definitely space 100%. i'm the same space. Yeah, i'm a space Bradley. girl okay space. sorry lauren <laughs> <laughs> next one haunted mansion or jungle cruise i'll start jungle cruise obviously or oh, would never pick that i would even at mansion sometimes i skip mansion at mk and i won't lie people probably disagree with me and yeah okay i'm not gonna i don't dislike it i just think like i think it's very overrated for what it is People are gonna hate me by the end of this. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I just think it's quite overrated. But uh, Sam, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna completely disagree with you wholeheartedly. There, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I I love Haunted Mansion, and I think if any ride is overrated, it's Jungle Cruise because I don't. Oh! Need <laughs> sorry, I we just used to be friends, <laughs> <laughs> and they were roommates. <laughs> we do, I just feel Jungle Cruise is one of those attractions where I'm like, okay, I don't need to see some, I mean, I mean, forgetting the fact that it's now going to get an overhaul and we're going to see some of that uh, great movie ride magic coming involved because that's going to be awesome. But in its original form, I don't need to sit on a automated slow moving boat with some even slower animatronics with some bad jokes being told. I just feel like it's, if anything, um, it's just uh, over. I just, it's so boring. I'd, I'd, I'd never call a Disney ride boring, but uh, I'm going to be honest. I just think Jungle Cruise. It is. It is. Um, I think it's personally overrated, but that's. Ooh. But you know, opinion is yeah. good. It's good. Yes, yes. it's so good to disagree. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm going to go us now, please. Let's just give <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going to jump in there, and um, I think Haunted Mansion like out of the two i definitely picked that as i said it's my favorite ride in magic kingdom and the thought behind everything and each room and the story is just what sells me every time and it like kind of transports me into a different place altogether so immersive but i have to say that whenever i go on jungle cruise i appreciate those is it like 12 minutes is that how long you're on the ride it's actually like eight i think that- yeah um like however whatever amount of time it is i always feel so grateful for the cast member that is leading the boat and is telling all the jokes and it's the same with kilimanjaro safaris like that cast member is going for it and they're really trying to make you laugh and like tell you about these different animals and even though you know you're on the back side of water and all that and it's like slow animatronics i think it's so classic and i know we were saying about innovation but again jungle cruise is just one of those timeless rides like no matter what so i i still have a place for it in my heart even though haunted mansion is my favorite mm-hmm. bradley um i'm t- i am torn i love both of them um so i think that if i'm honest if i was like had one day in the park and i could ride either of them i probably would ride jungle cruise however I think that I prefer Haunted Mansion as an attraction. I think like if one of them were to go, I'd have to say Jungle Cruise just because for me, um, Haunted Mansion is a classic. Like I remember it from being a kid. I also loved the Haunted, I know it's controversial, but I loved the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy when I was younger as well. So 
Um, and it's one of those attractions like Pirates that have like, they were, they, they for a whole movie to be based on an attraction is just so impressive to me. So um, I, I think Haunted Mansion it would have to be. Okay. Mansion super quick. Um, if you guys are interested, I don't know how much of kind of, I'm presuming we're all Disney geeks here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Give me one second. There's a great book. Um, I don't know if you guys have got any Disney books, but if you're into Disney geek books, there's a great book called um, The Haunted Mansion, Imagineering a Disney Classic. And it goes Ooh. through all the um, specifics of like how they built the attraction and like all the oh, art. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I'm not trying to sort of plug a, plug a, a book here, but um, if you are interested, generally, I'll just completely off topic and as a side note, it's actually really worth a read because it's so interesting. Amazing. Even though it's not my favorite, I would still read that because I'm- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I love that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, next one. I'm going to skip one of them because I don't like it. Okay, next one. <laughs> if you're going to Magic Kingdom, are you getting the ferry boat or are you getting the monorail? Lauren? I'm getting the monorail. I just love getting the monorail. Even though the ferry, you can- like you can see yourself slowly approaching the castle and things, the monorail. I just love the speech, all the languages. Like I love it. And you just get there within seconds. And I love like going through the resorts as well, especially the contemporary. So yeah, the monorail. Um, I'll go next. I'll pack the exact same. I think the boat is so nostalgic. Um, for when you're a kid going on holiday, you would get the boat, I think, more than the monorail because it was that thing, you know, you would get on the boat, you'd be surrounded by people. When I think of the boat, I always think, either park open or park closed you're surrounded by so many people on this boat like going away from the magic kingdom but now we're casting because you want to get in the park as quick as you can so i'm like getting that monorail or or get an uber from the contemporary (laughs) (laughs) from the contemporary get an uber from the contemporary to magic kingdom no no no. so i'll get an uber to the contemporary and then i'll walk from the contemporary i saw you an uber from the contemporary to the magic Kingdom, I was like, okay. Sophie, that is not server life. That's no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually do. But anyway, Bradley. Um yeah, monorail. I don't get me wrong. I love the ferry. I think it's a great. Um, I think it's great. I think it's really fun. Not fun. It's not like it's not like fun, a ride. So but you know, fun. No, I mean, like it's just that it does have the extra layer of magic. But there's something um, about the monorail. I just love. I, it's very Disney, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. to get the monorail, and also, like you said, Lauren, it's super quick. Just get there. Sam. Ice caramel latte and a monorail all the way. Yeah. In fact, in, on a Disney morning, just like we've all said, I'm all about efficiency, me. Yeah. <laughs> I got straight up, get myself to Starbucks, sip my coffee, nurse to Disney Springs Hanover, because we've all got one, <laughs> and, and jump on the monorail and get to rope drop. Tell you what, doesn't matter how many times you've been with Dan the photographer, doesn't matter where you've been, whether it's Cowboys or... Where's the other? Where's the um, Ivar? Senior, uh, senior frogs, yeah. Frogs, that's it. You know, you just get on the monorail and go. Do it. Yeah. Great. Love that. Okay, and the last one is the most. Oh. It's the big one. Okay. <laughs> Wishes or happily ever after. I'm gonna go to Sam first this time. Um, I'm happily ever after all the way. Um, don't get me wrong. I loved wishes, but I think the use of uh, projections on the castle adds a whole other element to the show. I think it's fantastic and long may it continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lauren. Okay, so um I am gonna say happily ever after because that was that was the show that I watched on YouTube before my program. That was the show that I stood and I watched on my own for the first time ever because my friends got lost in the crowd and I I stopped and 
that will just always be so special to me. However, Wishes was the show that I watched with my family um, the two times that we went to Florida together. So I have like two different reasons why I love them both. Um, but Happily Ever After, I think like the speeches, everything, the, the projections, the different sequences, the music, it's just wonderful. So that is my favourite, but that's a really hard question. Mm-hmm. It is. I'll go next then. I would obviously say Happy Ever After as well, just because it's just, it's immersive, it's insane. It's just, it's outstanding. The show is outstanding, but I, I think Wishes will always have a place in my heart, obviously bonus family. But when you, I think when you go on your programme for the first time, the show that you watch every night on your programme and the night, you know, when you're leaving, it was Wishes. Like, Sam, you were the same. Like, yeah, yeah. we were Wishes. So that show, like, will always have, like, a special piece in my heart because it was the first time that I was a cast member getting to experience it without your family, by yourself, with all these amazing new friends. So, but I do have to say happily ever after. Goosebumps, like, no, so- mm. yeah, I thought the same thing. You know, when you mentioned the speeches, I got the Ooh. you can hear wow. them, yeah, all at once. No, totally. I, I think that I would have to, um, of course, say happily after as well. That was my program's um show. Um, I do want to shout out, um, the crowds at um Wishes because I missed those because <laughs> it was a lot easier to watch the show in a comfortable way, um, but. I think like I'm okay putting up with the crowds. I, I'm once I've seen the projections as well as much I love them. Like I'm happy to watch it from behind the castle and not stand in the crowds. Um, I just think it's so wonderful. Like I, every time someone would come and visit me in my program, and I I get to like finish their day yeah. watching Happily Ever After. I was like, you haven't seen anything yet. You think you've had the best day you haven't like you just wait because it is it is just everything. Um, so yeah, Happily Ever After. Um, Sorry, I'm not going to lie, since I came back from my programme, which was obviously May 2019, I haven't listened to Happily Ever After. Like, people listen to it all the time. For example, you listen to playlists and Disney music, Main Street, etc. But I can't bring myself to listen to it because I just feel like I'll get so emotional um, and yeah. because it means so much. But um, it's definitely something special. If you ever need a cry, like, you know, those days where you're like, I want to cry, I'm depressed, let's make myself worse. I put on that and do it, cry in the shower to that. So anyone... That is a mood. That is an absolute mood. That is a mood, yep. (laughs) When you're missing your programme, waiting, like, when can I go on another one? Just bang it on, have a cry, get on with your day. There you go. Um, It's usually usually illuminations for me. But yeah, so um, we, to... For our penultimate topic of this guys is quite a big um one because it's such a big part of epcot again being our home park i think as an adult epcot becomes a favorite for so many people because um of the alcohol at the end of the day it's so fun to try drinks that are either from or inspired by um other countries taste palettes and um and like that fits in with the theme um obviously the rosen crown pub is such a huge part of the uk for being an epcot in general um one thing that Magic Kingdom doesn't really have at all, apart from a very, very few locations, um, is alcohol. So um, I just want to open up the floor to see um, what everyone's thoughts are on whether alcohol um, should be a thing in the Magic Kingdom or if it should stay a um, sober part. So I'll start with Lauren on this. Um, so I'm personally not a big drinker anyway, and I know that's a shock to people who've done the CRP because that's like a big part <laughs> of the program. But it's not something that ever has been a part of a Disney holiday or my program, really. Um, so when I go to Magic Kingdom, I feel like it's always 
very busy. It's very go, go, go anyway. And I feel like have not having the alcohol there is kind of a good thing because it's very like overcrowded and maybe you know it would make it a little bit worse but also if Disney did step in that direction of bringing more alcohol into the park I feel like again it would just be like a step towards making the park fresh and bringing something new to it and um, but also it makes those dining locations like a little bit extra special for adults as well so you know either way I'm not too bothered myself but I, I can see it happening in future. I agree with you. I'm like, I like a drink, I love Epcot, but I'm not like, I need alcohol to enjoy my day. Uh, yeah. When some people do go to the parks, and it's like, we're getting a drink, that's our first thing. Uh, I can, I could do it and I, I don't need to do it, you know, but I do think, you know, moving forward with the time, that I do feel like Magic Kingdom should, you know, we were talking to someone the other day who actually sells Dole Whips and Polynesian, you can get rum and your Dole Whip, things like that. You could have at the Magic Kingdom, Adventureland, put Trader Sam's there, like you could do it and have it, you could go in for drinks, it takes congestion out of the park as well. A lot of adults go, they're only there for the kids, you know, and sometimes, they want to escape, you know, there's big families, a couple of the dads want to go, a couple of the mums want to go for a quick cocktail and come out. Disneyland, they do that. They have places to go and get cocktails and stuff. So I just think, you know, why not? I don't think it should be like drinking around the lands of Magic Kingdom. It doesn't have to be at every location, but, but a couple my... of cocktails here and there. Fantasyland could have such cute candy floss cocktails. It can make Disney a lot of money and I, very well themed. I agree with that, but I do think that um, one of the, so obviously one of the hard things about working in Epcot is drunk people. Um, it sort of fits Epcot because it's fine. Like it is an, in, in like quotation marks, an adult park um, compared to the others, I guess, if you want to, if you want to label it as that, as a lot of people do. Um, I just don't think, I, I think firstly for the cast members, I think working in the Magic Kingdom, excitement is already a huge thing. And one thing I experienced um, serving alcohol was that sometimes people wouldn't even be that drunk, but the excitement of being at the Rose and Crown or the UK Pav would just heighten that even more and that would make it hard for me as a cast member to judge whether they needed to be cut off could sometimes cause trouble for me having to cut people off um, and just made my job a lot more stressful but because I was working in Epcot it is a drinking park you know like alcohol was a huge part of Epcot at the end of the day that is that's very obvious information um but I think it could end up changing the atmosphere in the park a little bit and I just don't I don't think I I don't think it would bring anything new to the park by selling alcohol. I think Magic Kingdom offers a lot already. And whereas with Epcot, it is it, like you go to Epcot and think, okay, I'm gonna drink around the world. I personally don't think you need that. I go to Magic Kingdom and think, oh, I need the extra thing. Whereas if you took alcohol out of Epcot, we'd be in a completely different situation. But I don't know what you guys think about that. I also think like, I'm just um, picturing now the tree house and things like that. You know, if oh, people- no, as in if people like had a, fr a few drinks, that would that be an issue? Would people, because there's more rides in Magic Kingdom, would people fall more ill? And obviously in Epcot, things are changing with the likes of Guardians and Ratatouille, and that's definitely a big one. But like you say, I don't think it would bring anything new to the park, really. Obviously, like I said, it'll be innovative because it'd be a change. But I don't think it's an essential. But oh. I can. Disney doing it in future but if you think about Epcot with the rides like 
worked in attractions, nobody really, hardly any time people would come in the queue and I'd have to be like, you're too drunk, you can't ride. It doesn't really happen that often. It probably does to some locations, yeah, I'm not saying in Epcot. I mean, and Hollywood Space Studios. might be a bit of a difference yeah, to live with no. a land, you know. But... but like, I'm just saying, like, I like, it was right next to Soar and there's loads of rides in Magic Kingdom um, in Epcot and you don't really hear that often of people getting turned away because they're too intoxicated. It will happen, don't get me wrong, it's going to happen. But I just think, to say, like, because of the rise, I don't know if that would be a huge factor because there's more rides in Magic Kingdom. I don't know if that's... Do you know what I mean? I don't think they correlate to me. Yeah. There's a place um, for alcohol in Magic Kingdom, um, and but it's it's on a subdued level. So I'm, I can't remember um, who said it. I think it was you and Lauren, actually. I, th I, think, I think you said that um, adults... Oh no, Bradley, sorry. You said uh, about adults going there for, for the kit. I don't know, Sophie. That was me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me start that point again. That was, uh, um, um, yeah, so I, I just think really that, you know, picking up what you said, Sophie, I think uh, with adults going to Magic Kingdom for the kids, I think there is a place for uh, alcohol, but in a more of a subdued level. So whereas Epcot and Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom have like beer carts and um, alcohol carts and cocktail carts, I think that perhaps on such display isn't isn't right in MK, but I think the option with a meal or like at a nice restaurant to buy a glass of wine, have a beer, uh, or perhaps at some quick service locations again, to be able to have a beer with like some food or maybe within the vicinity of the, of the restaurant to enjoy it with a meal. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's hard, it's really, you can't control people's responsibility when they're on vacation. Um, but I think with Epcot being there, that's quite a boozy park as we've spoken about. Hollywood Studios equally can be quite boozy, um, as can AK actually. Um, I think I think people can get their fill of like boozy parks, um, but I think there definitely is a place for alcohol in restaurants and quick serve in Magic Kingdom, absolutely. I think, like, just to conclude that, I think, um, don't get me wrong, if it was something that happened, I would not, I would not rage. Yeah, you'd there. be the first person in yeah. life. <laughs> I would. I'm like, oh, no, I mean, it doesn't add anything. But actually, no, like, I would be like, yes, give me all the fantasy land cocktails. I'm all about it. Rum in Adventureland, I can see it now. Um, like a nice, a nice, like, whiskey dragon right you see you're the one that was saying no Frontier you're land, like, like tennessee vibes you know but um but no yeah. i do i do think that um like it, it would i think it would always be a welcome addition but i don't think it's completely necessary i think no. that's pretty much the summary and i think everyone's in a pretty on a pretty similar wavelength with that it's not something we need and that's because like you said sam we have our fix i'm not even funny magic kingdom is surrounded by resorts as well with amazing bars i was um, about to say that bradley that's yeah. literally on the like if you look at everyone like you've got the is it gazer point at wilderness lodge mm -hmm. um obviously fort wilderness you've got traders. um yeah you've got i mean yeah you've got trader sam's you've got california Grill. like there's there's so much opportunity and i think i think the magic kingdom is um a very clever park in the sense where by adding alcohol it could actually end up retracting from people going out to the resorts and let's be real, people can always, if they really have missed alcohol for their 10 hour day in the park or whatever, they can literally just grab the monorail after the fireworks over to like two seconds to contemporary and grab a cocktail there in a nice, yeah. more adult, private bar setting than Definitely. sort of moshing a cocktail around a theme park. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's, 
there's definitely um yeah, there's definitely like room for 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 booze but it doesn't necessarily need to be in the crux of mk 100 mm -hmm. i agree well guys we I've had are, so much fun. Honestly, I'm like buzz. Like, get me on a plane right now. I need to go. Yeah, just uh, Let's just pick a group trip. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'm so down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, we do actually, guys. I'll cut this out. But I'm actually going to change the last question. I know it's a little bit annoying, but obviously we've all answered pretty much what our ideal day in Disney World would be. So I'm actually going to change the question. So it's going to be very on the spot. But we asked the same thing for Hollywood Studios. So I think it's quite a nice running theme. Um, so my last question for you guys um, is, if we could, if, we, if, if anything could come to the Magic Kingdom next, excluding what that's been announced, we're not talking about Tron Light Cycle, um, anything that, uh, Tiana, for example, if there was anything that the Magic Kingdom was gonna bring next, whether that's a parade, a show, a ride, drinks, I don't know, um, anything, what do you guys think is Magic Kingdom's next big move? Um, we'll start with Lauren. Okay, so even though I love it, and I always will, I feel like it's time for a new parade. Festival of Fantasy has had an amazing run, and I will always love it, and the floats are phenomenal, but I think it's time for something new and something more relevant. Obviously, Magic Kingdom is very much about the princesses, which I love. Um, however, like you said, Sophie, before Magic Happens in Disneyland, California is just so different and I feel like we need something different so get a new parade put Judy and Nick in it like they used to be in Move It Shake It don't have to play it but you know just have something new so it definitely be a new parade um, Sam I would love to see a water coaster come into Magic Kingdom now hear, hear, hear this out so I don't know if you guys have ever um, seen a park or heard of a park called Efteling. It's very famous. It's in, it's, in, it's in the Netherlands, right? And it's been voted as like Europe's most themed theme park. And as a part of that, they've got a, a ride there called the Flying Dutchman. Um, now that is a hybrid between a dark ride, a water ride and a coaster. So essentially you start off in a water ride, similar to Pirates, mm -hmm. go around, you see scenes, you start cranking up. And then before you know it, doors open and you enter this mid ridiculous roller coaster ride. And then they end up with a water splash. Wow. Now, I think what they could do is, obviously, we talked about land was an issue, but say in an ideal world, they found a bit of land, right? What if they rehauled the pirates theme? Yes, the pirates boat ride is classic, but what if they essentially turned the pirates dark ride section, but just put in the Extension. water uh, track and feature underneath it. This would probably take a lot of retracking in a rehaul, but you could still fit the dark ride section. But then at the end, add the coaster section that leads outside and incorporate it into mm. the brand so that you'd have like a, an outside splash area. It's kind of hard for me to describe, but if you look at uh, the Flying Dutchman in Efteling, you'll see what I mean. And if you've ever ridden that or you ever get to ride that in the future, it is so phenomenal. And it's just the perfect hybrid between um, a family thrill coaster, but also, um, you know, a dark ride as well. And it's only lap bars and it, it you know, it's not a very high, high, it's not a yeah. very high, high restriction. So it caters to that market. Because I think one thing that is a slight issue with uh, Magic Kingdom, perhaps not so much now when we've got these new things coming in, is that there was a slight lack of, of uh, family thrill. There was a lot of dark rides, a lot of slow moving stuff, and that's great but you needed something for like the pre-teens. Pre mm -hmm. yeah. This would be the perfect um, 
middle ground because we all let's be honest a lot of people um have said that uh the snow white um coaster uh, seven dwarfs mine train is is a, is a little bit too tame um and barnstormer again a little bit too tame so it'll be nice to have something a middle ground one is good but tron is very thrill yeah. so it's nice to have something that, that basically is, is the balance yeah and i think that um like it even when we talk about attractions like moana for example like something like that could fit with something like that eventually so totally agree i think it's like we said with the whole theme of this podcast really has been about innovation and taking what we already love and trying to um to keep the magic alive and as original as possible while bringing new and exciting concepts because they need to keep selling tickets and if we if we left things as the way they were even if that meant bringing a new animatronic show, bringing a new dark ride. Like at the end of the day, the reason Universal has had a bit of backlash over the last few years is because they have continued to give simulator after simulator. And it's like, oh, my eyes are going to hurt by the end of this day. You know, I'm going to get motion sickness. So totally agree with that. Like, I think they're both very valid um, things. A new parade is definitely needed. And also um, a, a water coaster sounds amazing or any sort of um, like new style attraction, you know? Um, but Soph, what do you think? Um, I don't really have a particular thing in mind, but I just think there's a lot more characters that could be brought over. Um, Frozen is a is huge. Yeah, Anna, Elsa, Olaf, and um, Friendship Fair. I'm I love I like Frozen. I'm not a diehard fan, but Anna Elsa could be meeting there. Like mm. for me, I've always said Princess Fairytale Hall. Love it. Could easily be knocked in and done lots of princesses in yeah. the one go. Why is it just two and two? Why 100%. can't there be? A big overhaul of princesses in there. I know the reason why probably is because people pay to go to Cinderella's Royal Table. That's where you meet them. I get that. It's elite because that's why you're paying the money to meet them all at once. But why not just make it accessible for I think everybody? the other thing is like there's only one Mickey. That's the sort of thing as well that could end up being an issue with that. Um, that like it's like I don't know if there is a crossover with the princesses you meet at is there well it's called cinderella's royal table <laughs> <laughs> and you meet cinderella is honestly she's fab because she's in there she's in the magic kingdom but she's really good at getting out to fairytale hall she's really <laughs> quick so i would love to see more princesses in there i know mm. anna and elsa meet obviously royal summer house but they could you know come over to magic kingdom yeah. get jasmine there like jasmine meet sharon ventral and bring her over every now and then I just think it would be more of an experience. You know, you could go around and meet all the princess in the one go. Do you imagine a little boy and girl queuing up, seeing all of them at once? That's yeah. magical. Even the only thing I think of is like when it comes to the wait times and how long people will queue for that. You know, I feel like it would be a, a good few hours. I know the um, yeah. Auberge, is it called that in Paris? I think Auberge, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know that people wait like a long time to meet characters. Oh no, that's Princess Pavilion. Oh, I do apologise. I'm yeah. not a Paris, um, like fanatic, but yeah. I do. But yeah, when I know when they like pop in the random princesses in the meet and greet area, I know that people can wait like a long time to see them. Obviously, if you time it well, it can it can work in your yeah. favour. Like I'd love that as well, but I feel like we know how crazy it gets at the likes of the Halloween parties and the Christmas parties. And you can spend all night queuing if you don't plan it. I feel it Disney could do it though. Disney's very smart at how they do it. I don't want to like break magic, but I feel like there could be ways around it. I just think like having those four there all the time, it would be cool to see a change. Yeah. 
So here's just mm-hmm. a question then. Um, where do you tie in exclusive dining character experiences then? Because if you've got all these characters that are accessible to the parks, what's the um, USP then for, yeah. for, for, for dining? For dining? We spoke about this in the character episode. I actually said that I feel like it should be more unique characters at the dining locations because you're paying $60, $70 for this yeah. breakfast. I should be able to meet like all these cool, exciting characters that I can't meet for I'm say. I'm Crystal Palace. I can walk 10 minutes down, t- 10 minutes away and I can meet all the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger there, yeah. It's... So maybe you need someone like, like Judy Hopps. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I saw Judy Hopps, Disneyland, California, I fangirl big time. I was like, oh my God, because I never saw them. I know that they they can meet in Disney World, but like rarer characters need more of a shot. Paloozas are so popular because you get to meet rare characters. Um, That's what I'm thinking, like Fairy Tale Hall, it doesn't have to be an all day event, but like there could be a princess Palooza, like at certain points of the day and have all the princesses out into a big room somewhere. That's what I could just imagine. But I do think Frozen like needs to be brought more a bit more to MK because it's such a big thing. How much money Disney make from Frozen? How it's a phenomenon and Moana, like we said earlier. Moana I'm just gonna throw to out my girl Vanelli Pivon tweets as well. Like she could definitely meet at the um Perry Hall. She deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Um uh absolutely massive thing I'd love to see. And talk about representation here, blooming hell. Um, I would love to see the bears from Brother Bear at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, because why Absolutely. they're only in pa- I've only really seen them in Paris. I don't even know if they're in California. They have met in the Canada Pavilion before, but it's it's like a rare sighting. Why don't you do like a meet and greet or like a show with them involved? Like let's we talk about rehauling. What if you rehauls um uh the barbecue cookout, the cowboy cookout cowboy cookout? No, that's the wrong thing. Mickey, yeah. Mickey's back barbecue. Backyard, yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Mickey's backyard barbecue and turn it into more of a Alaskan um animal themed kind of show where you've got the brother bear i'm trying to think yeah. of the other kind of forest you could maybe add in um but who are what other kind of foresty characters are there the wild absolutely not i'm not talking about that <laughs> what? no there's other yeah i get what you mean like you could easily theme it yeah you know um i don't know i think i think that's a, that's a missed opportunity this has just been such a great chat and I bet you anyone that's listening is probably like, oh my God, to all these different... You didn't let me finish. Oh, sorry, I <laughs> forgot. I forgot about you. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, um, I, I was just going <laughs> to... <laughs> I was just gonna say that I think the I don't we talk like this to each other all the time by the way. Yeah, don't be shocked. But um no, I just have to say that like I think one the my main thing is the dining in Magic Kingdom. Like as much as I love Liberty Street Tavern, the dining is not top of its game when it comes to like when you look at the other parks like um Animal Kingdom. Epcot, we won't talk about Hollywood Studios dining. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like Magic Kingdom could just theme a little bit better, maybe add a few things in. Um, but yeah, now Sophie, I'll let you um, take over. It's been amazing having you guys on. We really enjoyed having you. And honestly, I bet you people that listen to this are going to be like, oh my God, with all these different ideas and opinions. Honestly, we should be making some bank off of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> literally we're all imagining is at heart we just don't get any any credit <laughs> um but no guys honestly it's been such a pleasure it's so nice to like 
have a chat with people who are as crazy about the parks and Disney as we are and um, to get that buzz back from you guys. So I just want to say a huge thank you to you, Sam and Lauren. Thank you so much. Like I know I said it in my last episode and I'll see you guys in episode four. (laughs) But honestly, the podcast has just transported me back to the parks. And one day I hope I get to go back as a guest or as a cast member. I would be forever grateful for that. But honestly, this past, this past like lockdown and everything has been so much better because of this podcast so thank you guys and it was so nice to meet you as well Sam. Yeah I, I just want to echo that completely you know absolutely well, lovely to lovely to meet you Lauren and, and you know, lovely to be a part of this really honestly it's been just to be able to talk about the old memories is, is so magical not only as we've all done I know on like a, a kind of an individual basis but then now to come into a group chat and, and talk about it and just discuss um Disney with like other Disney nerds because I don't know I don't know how much you guys can equate to this but when you talk Disney with other people that aren't on the same wavelength it's the most frustrating thing (laughs) when you're like so I mean oh cool you went to Florida that's great like what was your favorite thing and then they'd be like oh I don't know like um they'd be like oh I don't know like Space Mountain Cheesecake Factory (laughs) (laughs) but still Oh, I love, I love Space Mountain. You've been like, oh yeah, cool. What did you like about Space Mountain? They were like, oh, it's fast. You've been like, mm-hmm. and what? What else? Was mm-hmm. it the theme? Was it the ride? The what? track design? Like, come on. <laughs> so it's so lovely to be able to actually talk proper, like Disney nitty gritty shop with with everyone. But um, I just want to shout out again, yeah. Coach of Sand Blog and Lauren Floating Lights. Go and follow them on Instagram. Look at their incredible, the incredible content both of them are sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's without people like the you two um we wouldn't we wouldn't be here as well um but no honestly from me and sophie i just want to say a humongous thank you to sam and lauren everyone (laughs) of course no worries guys but this has been another episode of confessions of a disney cast member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our podcast follow our instagram and listen to all the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now bye